For someone to be a customer, they need three things. They need to have a want, they need to have decision-making ability, and they need to have money. If any one of those things they don't have, they're really not a prospect. And so don't worry about them, you know, hanging up on you or saying no, because you can't lose something you don't have. You don't have a prospect right now. You're not losing anything. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Hi there, listeners of the Selling with Love podcast. This is your host, Jason Mark Campbell. I'm running a little competition as we're trying to get more people to discover this podcast and the work that inspires those to sell with love more. And the best way to do this is to leave reviews, both on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And for those of you who leave a review when listening to this episode, I would ask you to take a screenshot of your review and send it to me at jason at jasonmarkcampbell.com. And in doing so, I'm going to give you a set of meditations that you can use to get into the state of selling with love, whether it's connecting with your buyer, affirmations before making calls or any kind of outreach. These will empower you to be feeling powerful and to be able to do it from a place of love. It is a reward for supporting the show, being a loyal listener, and of course, being able to give more to my amazing audience. Thank you for always showing up, listening, and being inspired by the amazing guests that I get to interview and I get to share their message with you. So again, just leave a review. Take a screenshot of the review. This can be done on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts and email it directly to me, jason at jasonmarkcampbell.com. Thank you, and now let's get started with our episode. Hey everybody, this is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to the Selling With Love podcast. We're gonna have a lot of fun today, especially if you're not somebody who's labeled themselves as a salesperson. If you're tuning in and you're a business owner, maybe you're a consultant, a coach, an entrepreneur, someone that's running your business, yet you know sales is something you want to maybe work on. Is it a necessary evil? Is it something you can jump into and be really confident and do it passionately. Of course, as a regular listener of Selling With Love, you'd be starting to warm up to the idea of sales. And what I really wanna be able to warm you up to today is bringing to you a professional sales trainer, an amazing individual who even labels himself as a sales lunatic. Where does that come from? The man that I have today, Dan Jordan, AKA The Deej, we'll dig into that in a bit, is really someone that's been helping people build incredible pipelines and really create some new clients in your business in a profitable, fun way. He's been showing the difference for people when it comes to making $30,000 as a salesperson and $300,000 as a salesperson. And we're gonna see what are the small shifts that you can do to have that different perspective, to make your actions more worth it, and to really use the skills that are used by so many salespeople to truly make an impact truly make a difference and to do it in a way that is fun and it brings the energy and the values that you have at the forefront. I'm so excited to bring Dan or the Deej, we'll dig into that, onto the show because he's done so many keynote trainings and he's also been somebody who's built and sold businesses in the past. He has so much experience under his belt and he's here to share some of that today with us. Dan, welcome to the show. It's such a pleasure to have you. Oh my gosh, that was terrific. You're a real pro. I'll tell you that right now. I've done a lot of these. You are on top of your game, which is very evident. You know, by the way, which is your first sale? 
That's the thing. You know, people don't realize that kind of immediate rapport that you can gain with somebody just by being professional. And so I appreciate that about you. Uh, I appreciate the compliments. And one thing I want to do, you know, I even speak a lot of times, which is, you know, one of the first things you should do to show love to your clients or whoever's on the other side that you're talking to is to seek to understand them is really the way to show love. And so my question is, I see your name is Dad Jordan, aka the Dij. Help me understand what that's all about. Yeah, I have several different monikers, the sales energizer, the Dij, but that came from when I was in high school, and my name is Dan Jordan or Danny, was they used to call me as a kid. But when I was going to high school, there was another kid, Danny Deano. Now I was brought up in New Jersey and you know, he was more popular at the time. He was tall, Italian, good looking, muscles, the whole thing. And so he kept his name. And so I got my initials, DJ, which is great. People call me DJ all the time. And so then DJ turned into just Deej, but then I realized something. Start writing this down. This is gold right here. So I realized that when I was like the last hundred yards of a race or when you were in your game, when you were in the zone, when you were focused on something, I realized I was almost a different person. So that person, that person who goes on stage, that person who really needs to be on his game, that is, it's not just Deej, it's the Deej. It's a different person. And so when I really need him, when I call upon him, because listen, the Deej can do things that Danny Jordan could never do. <laughs> you know? And so like Danny Jordan can't get up on stage and talk to thousands of people, but the Deej is there live in color. And so Sometimes my kids would know it too. When they were little, they would, they would come and say, Daddy, we need them. Turn them on. We need them. We bring them, <laughs> you know. And so you're able to look at yourself differently. And I train people to do that. Once you're in that zone, whatever it takes to get in there, you know, everybody does different things personally. But in sales, many people, the reluctance that people have in going out and getting customers is you know, that kind of feeling that they don't like it when people call them and ask for business. And so they don't want to be portrayed as a salesman as they have it in their mind. And so I don't do that either. I don't like that either. But the DJ has no problem with it. <laughs> I love having this identity. And what people didn't get to witness, but you did, is whenever I start recording podcasts, I do make my own kind of ritual of changing my state to show up in the energy that is required for me to deliver on a show, right? And you would have noticed here is right before I hit record, I always take a moment, I get grounded, I take a deep breath, and then I switch on to this state. And so I wanna see how can we actually start applying this? Like if I'm an individual and I'm like, okay, I like this idea, I could have my own the Dij version. Are there certain rituals? Is there like research you have to do? Is there a science to picking the name? Like what are some of the practices that could be embodied for someone who realizes, yeah, I need my own alter ego that shows up powerfully in sales? Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be a name. I just created my own, I guess, avatar is the word they use now, but I created that. But really, it could be a sound, it could be emotion, it could be an action, it could be your physiology, it could be many different things to get there. But I'm a big fan of rituals. I get up early at, you know, 0400 and I have my time for do things. But I live by these five values that I practice every day and gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, courage, and kindness. And that's how I meditate. I go through those things. First thing I say when I wake up in the morning is thank you. And what happens is your mind just goes, well, what are you thanking? You know, where are you going? And you find what you're thankful for and what you're grateful for. And you find yourself acting that way. And 
you know, forgiveness, the second one is not just forgiving other people for the small little trespass, you know, getting cut off. I mean, listen, just forgive them. But the main thing is to forgive yourself for being such a jerk yesterday, for all the mistakes you made yesterday. Forgive yourself. And then you know where you are. And so when you ground yourself, you take accountability. One of the strongest things, I had a father-in-law. He's passed one of my father-in-law's marriages and divorces, all sorts of stuff. Not me getting divorced, but my in-laws. But so he was a very kind of high-powered dude with a big company. And he was like the sales VP for a, a major company. And people would come into sales meetings and he taught me this and he would fire them on the spot if they were late and they had an excuse. And he told me, listen, the only thing you're allowed to say if you're late is, I'm sorry, I didn't leave early enough. It won't happen again. And he said, the operative word there is I, I didn't leave early enough. Cause it's true. You're saying there was traffic. Hey dude, if you left yesterday, there'd be no problem. You know? So taking accountability is the strongest thing. Once you realize that you are the reason you are being successful and on the right path is because of all the things that you did. And all those little failures that happen along the way are also because of those things that you did. And it allows you to get back on track. Very, very powerful. And when, after I finish my little ritual of meditating with that, baby, I'm ready to roll. And then I have a little extra mantra that I do. I, it's kind of embarrassing to do, but I'll do it for you now. I say it in my head like 30 or 40 times a day before I go into a call or when I get a, and it goes like this. I lead, not follow. I believe, not doubt. I create, not destroy. I make the news. I don't watch the news. I'm a leader. I'm a force for good. I'm a force for God. I set the standard. I defy the odds. I stand up. I take charge. I win. And then I walk in. I'm like a flipping animal. I mean, you can't say no to me at that point. It totally switches it on. So that's some of the things that I do to get into this state. That is amazing. The Dij is unleashed after those rituals for sure. <laughs> Well, you know, for a lot of us, we listen to this, we got these rituals and now like, okay, I can be open to the idea, especially if we have this personality that shines after you've done these rituals that goes out and being like, okay, this is me in my confident higher state, ready to conquer the world, ready to do some difference, ready to make the impact that I want to make. And it always starts with the sales, right? But it oftentimes, you know, we get so much information. There's so many people telling you what to do to be better in sales. And I know you're known for someone that really like cuts through what everybody tells you to do versus what actually really works. Because oftentimes people were spinning our wheels, we're learning some things, yet you're not really bringing the actual results, which is getting a client. So what is it that you've been noticing are the things that whether people spend too much time on and it's a waste of time and the things they should be spending time and they don't? Yes. Great question. And let me backtrack. I'm going to answer that. But I want to say one thing you said earlier about getting to the right state and you know showing love for your customers. By doing that, you're really showing love to yourself. And that's really where it starts. You know, you have to know, I know what your why is because you're all good people watching this. You want to end up in heaven. You want God to come and pat you on the back and said, come on in, welcome my good and faithful servant. You're done good. That's your why. I mean, ultimately, that's the thing. What people need to effectuate in their lives is their what. You know, what do you want? You know, what do you really want? I know why. But what do you really want? And if what you really want is to succeed in your business, there's only one way to do that, and that's get more customers. And the way you get more customers is by giving more service. 
And the way you get paid is by giving that value, that quantifiable value that they can see. So the thing that people don't do that they can immediately switch, see the beauty is you don't have to end up, you have to have a vision where you end up, but you're not going to get there tomorrow, but you can turn your direction immediately. I mean, that's done. You know, if you're facing this way, 10 years, you're going to be somewhere around there. If you're facing this way, in 10 years, you're going to be somewhere around there. You can change your direction instantly. So the direction you have to change right now when you're reaching your customers is you offer your service, they say no, and I want you to be completely honest, like throw the whole manipulation away and just be completely honest and say, listen, I understand you're not interested in this right now, just for my own edification, and I'm not selling anymore. Tell me why. What's going on in your business right now? What challenges you're facing? And once you really find out what their problems are, I mean, truly, without any you know background noise, then you can create your product to definitely fix that. And I've done this with software companies. I've done this with service companies. People don't know what the problems they're having. And then when you can get to the point where you say, listen, I got it. That makes total sense. And to be honest with you, that's exactly why we were created for people like you. And once you can say that honestly, you don't got to worry about selling because they're too busy buying. But it's all about asking those questions. I love this. Really, it's just getting to the root of getting people to open up on what problems you want to solve. And it's based on complete and total honesty. You got to be totally upfront and facing with them. Why is it that we feel that if we're going to get into sales, we have to do everything but be honest? Yeah, because there's pressure on you. There's pressure on people from managers and from yourself, you know, to make the sale and to do all that. But, you know, there's two parts of a sale. Uh, one is uh, prospecting and one is the actual sales presentation. And they're two completely separate technologies. And if you try to mix the two, you're all, as my dad used to say, yeah, get all for blungeet, which uh, is a good Yiddish word. You don't have to know what it means to know what it means. And so, <laughs> and so it's very good. But yeah, so when you mix those two, so when you start selling on a prospecting call, you're screwed. And if you start prospecting on a sales call, then you're screwed because they're like, you're pushing too hard. You don't know what's going on. Would you be able to give us an example of what that would look like? Just so it's clear for people who might be at the beginning stages thinking, what do you mean prospecting and selling on the prospecting call? A prospecting call would be a cold call. Let's role play here. Jason, ring, ring, ring. Answer the phone. Yes, this is Jason. So, hey, Jason. Hey, man, I wonder if you could help me. My name's Dan. And actually, I'm one of those salesman type characters. You got 10 seconds for me? Sure. Tell me what you need. Okay, good. Real quickly, the reason I'm calling is we work with customers like you who are having challenges getting more customers, keeping those customers, and actually getting the profitable ones to stay with you. Who would be the person I would need to speak with in regards to that? I could ask you to send an email. We're really busy. Okay. So the point is, I actually told you what I did without telling you anything about my company. All I did was talk about your problem. So if I was to come with you and start selling that, oh, well, it's the reason why I'm calling is I have this product and I want to see if you want to buy it. This is all it can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not interested, you know, and we're not even talking. All I want to find out on a prospect call is whether or not you are interested. Got it. So we're skipping steps here where we're just going straight for a pitch for someone who might not even be qualified, interested, or have an existing problem that we actually know we could solve for them. 
For someone to be a customer, they need three things. They need to have a want, they need to have decision-making ability, and they need to have money. If any one of those things they don't have, they're really not a prospect. And so don't worry about them, you know, hanging up on you or saying no, because you can't lose something you don't have. You don't have a prospect right now. You're not losing anything. You're actually gaining. You're finding out someone who's not interested and then you can move on. I really love this because, you know, we look at prospecting and this is idea where if we're in a world where we're always trying to win, get the first prize, if you go into prospecting, you're going to go into a you know, as far as percentages go, you're going to lose more times than you win. So there's a certain resilience, a fear of rejection you have to overcome. Are those things that just get solved by doing it a few times? Yes. And by talking to yourself in between every flipping call, because we're human beings and you know, you get beat up when someone says, but understand you're not going to qualify people. You're going to disqualify people. You know, and so once you have that mindset, you know, you understand, listen, you see a hundred names. I look at a hundred names. I don't see a hundred names. I see two leads, <laughs> you know, or something like that with three leads or four leads. No, if it's cold. So that's prospecting, you know, prospecting is like a billboard. So there's a big billboard for a big Subway sandwich. I don't know if they have them in Bali, but it's a big billboard for a restaurant. And so you're driving past it at 7.30 in the morning. You know, you're not hungry. So you're just driving past it. It's not like you were actively looking at them and saying, I can't believe they're interrupting my day by putting this sign in front of me. What the and the people in the store aren't like, damn, we just lost another one. Look at it. They just drove. I mean, it's like a nothing. And that's what, you know, a prospecting call is. It's a nothing. Hey, are you interested in this? No. All right. Have a nice day. See you later, potato. Move on. Well, with that framing, it becomes a lot less intimidating knowing that you are going to go out there. And I love this, this whole idea that like a billboard or your marketing is basically a non-emotion, you know, impression. No reaction happens. So it's all in our own head. It's all in our own self-judgment. So we need to kind of pep ourselves up and get back into stepping into our inner deej, right? <laughs> They have forgotten about you as soon as the call is over. It's not like they're dwelling on it. <laughs> you know, all this. It's nothing. It's just a prospecting call. Now, a sales call is different. You're building that and you're building all this stuff. But my whole life, how I was brought up, my main contributor to my personality was obviously as a kid, my dad and all that stuff. So my dad was an immigrant from France. We're Jewish. And so he lost his parents in the Holocaust. It was a whole big thing. And so my dad just, you know, loved America and he just loved this and all this. And he said to me very early on, he said, Danny, in his little French Jewish accent, he says, so what are you going to do, you know, with his life? Because college wasn't really even in the thought process. He goes, oh, so what are you going to do? And I said, oh, I'm going to get a job. I had my plans. He said, that's fine. He goes, Danny, remember this. In this country, and that's how you knew you were going to get something good when he said that. He said, Danny, in this country, you get a job? You have one customer, and he's called a boss. And if he decides to fire you, you got gunish. Gunish means nothing in Yiddish. Just a good word, gunish. He says, you got gunish. But Danny, if you're a salesman, then you've got a hundred bosses, but they're called customers. And if one of them fires you, who cares? You got 99 more. <laughs> You know, he said, success in life doesn't come with getting a job. 
and I'm saying this to all you business owners out there, financial success in life comes with knowing how to earn an income anytime, any place, anywhere, because you know how to get customers. And that set the trajectory of my life. And so, you know, that's a focus. If you wake up in the morning and you say, how do I get more customers today? You'll figure out a way. It'll overcome. If your want is big enough, it will overcome any of these small, tiny, insignificant inconveniences or awkward feelings. I absolutely love this. And I just want to recap some of the things we covered. So I love the fact that if you're going into sales, you want to bring in your A game. You want to show up with a full version of you or an exaggerated version of you that's really ready to go out there, stand out and really make an impression and use that energy to be able to communicate with people, reach out to people and get them to be, whether you're doing the prospecting, get to be interested and qualify who exactly you're looking to work with. I love the rituals that were shared, such as start with gratitude, do forgiveness, make sure you have this accountability for yourself, have courage, and then be kind in the process. I think those are great values for you to embody in every single way that you show up, whether it's waking up or just before you start your work. And I love how we're talking about when you're going prospecting, it's about identifying who are the diamonds in the rough. So even if you're having 100 calls, it's not about having 90 rejections. It's about the opportunity to find a one, two, three, four, five golden nuggets that lie within this outreach campaign. And those are the people that you can generate as customers. Yeah, and many of those rejections, those 90 aren't out and out rejections. You know, I hate you. They are, you know what? It's not right right now. I don't have the money now. You're not talking to the right person now, whatever. And Building your pipeline creates it that you don't have to do this in the future. Man, three months, 100 days of in-your-face, you know, work hard on the phone or some sort of prospecting campaign, you can build a pipeline for the rest of the year. And I love this because oftentimes, you know, I hear sales tactics, which are all about how to squeeze your conversion rate to the maximum, but people often forget what's happening for the other 95% of the people who didn't buy. And when you're coming with a great energy, a great approach and the outreach that where you're not focused on your product and service, you're trying to qualify if there's a need, then if it's a not right now, you're still going to have these people come back at a later time. And at least you've gotten your chance to be in front and not right now doesn't mean no. And so you're always going to continue. Yeah, and the technology that we have right now. So what you do, you get somebody who's mildly interested, not really interested. Got it. Listen, it's probably not right for you right now. Would it be appropriate for me to get your email address? Yeah, sure. Here's my email. Now you got their email, you got the name, you got some mild thing. Then you put them on your campaign, but your campaign can't just be emails like everybody else. You know how easy it is to make a short video? and send it out to them on a monthly basis, all that stuff, keeping your face in front of them. And then when the need happens, you're number one on the queue. It would be a risk for them to go to somebody else. You're building this relationship with them without spending any time using technology, which is available to everybody. Used to be that it was just big companies that can give you this stuff. Now for $30 a month, you can get everything that the big companies have and you're not doing it. Accountability. It's because of you that you where you are right now. Ooh, we're getting educated and I love it. And Dan, I don't know about you, but I've gotten to a point where I'm starting to get amazed. Like when I was in my early 20s, the technologies would come out. I was on top of it, but it was a bit clunky. Now I'm the one being blown away by these technologies, but it's different from the generation before. Because when those technologies came up, I had to be this young whiz kid to kind of piece it together. And it was okay. But now these things are touch, plug, simple, epic. 
Remember Photoshop? You'd have to go crazy working on Photoshop with Shea. Now Canva, an old guy like me. By the way, my hair's not normally this white. It's the shirt and the background <laughs> that does it. By the way, I let everybody know out there, everything like this wall back here, totally fake. You can make yourself look whatever you want. It's all there right now for $15. Incredible. And I think that makes us realize that if we're starting in business and we want to embrace sales, the technology is at a place that it can handle sophisticated, great ways of nurturing, retaining, and continue to connect with new people in ways that are non-obnoxious, that are great and can build value over time. We have ways we can create channels to communicate with people, whether it's through a podcast like now or any other mediums on social media to reach more people, build our personal brand. These are all amazing things and the opportunity means that the cost of it is all lower and the opportunities are all bigger. And that would bring me to ask, what are the things that we should really pay attention to? As an early business, we're listening to this and like, wow, I think I can get into the sales game. I think I could do really well. What would be the one thing you'd suggest for people to never forget as they go out there and want to bring more success for themselves? Yes, all those things, the technologies and the automations and the things that are easily set up you ought to have somebody else do for you. The thing that people get caught up in is that process. Instead of the main thing to remember, you need more customers. The whole thing, if you're not growing, you're shrinking. If you're not climbing, you're sliding. There's no in-between. So you keep on working on getting more customers and building your team to get more customers. That is the focus. That is the driver of the business. Everything else you can pay for. My son... He was terribly dyslexic, and so he realized he wasn't going to go to college. He goes, Daddy, I'll give you 12 years, but I am not going. And so this is his thing. He did eventually go for one day, but then he quit after the first day. But he started this little business, his junk removal. By the way, he's done quite well. But when he was in high school, he had some of his friends who would say to him, one girl in particular, she was saying, well, I'm doing this because I'm going to be a lawyer and all that stuff. And so Matthew looked at her and he said, that's great. Listen, when you get all done with school, come and get me. I'll hire you. And so the point is, all those kind of jobs can be done. The most important thing about your business is to constantly figure out ways to grow and to keep getting bigger. Everything else will work out itself. Everything else will work out itself. You can hire people. There's a million people that can come and help you with operations. The reason why companies succeed or fail is based on their ability to get more clients. Vadij, thank you so much for coming on the show, bringing your energy with us to be shared with all listeners. If you are paying attention to this, you should feel energized right now. You should feel excited and you should have more answers as to where you should set your priorities. And if all of this makes sense to you, you want to go deeper into this experience, I'm going to go put a link to danjordan.com so you can learn more about all the trainings, all the coaching, everything that's available. So if you want to go down this journey, you want to be kept accountable, take more responsibility, have more success, grow more, this is a place you can go check out more of this information so you can go down this path and really bring more success to your side. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And for those of you who want to go deeper as well, there is a podcast that you can go check out as well, hosted by Dan himself. I'll make sure we put a link into the show notes so you can get into that ecosystem and keep learning. Dan, this brings me to a final question I need to ask everyone that comes on the show, which is what does selling with love mean to you? Oh, well, I think sales is life. I think every conversation, a transaction is taking place. And I think a true sale is a transfer 
of energy, and what better energy than love? Dan, that is fantastic. Do you know the definition that I give in my book around selling with love? No, do tell. Selling is nothing more than an energy exchange between conscious beings. Look at that. You see that? We're on the same telepathic wave. We're cut from the same cloth, brother. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Go and check out more of Dan. He is an ally. He is the Deej. He is here to motivate, educate, and make sure we're on the path to do more impact in the process. Yeah, and by the way, I should add, I'm totally accessible. Link in with me, send me an email, give me a call. The heck do I care? I'm with you. I love it. So everybody else, thanks for tuning in and keep selling with love. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. <laughs>